0: Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Kluck, joined, as always, in studio by my good friends and my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ronald J. Martin. Pipe, you have had uh, a great week, my friend, in that you got engaged, uh, which is a thing that you texted me an announcement about and then put on social media for everyone else. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about getting engaged, but also the the politics of how you share these things and who you share them with and how your Luddite friend who's not on technology creates more work for you. But uh, suffice it to say, Piper, that we here at Happy Rant Corporate, at the Happy Rant Media Empire, uh, we're, we're very happy for you. Couldn't be more thrilled for you, my friend, and uh, and we're eager to hear about it.
1: Yeah, I anticipate like a fruit basket or something from Happy Rant Corporate to celebrate. Oh, this totally. Occasion. Some some sort something of something impersonal. Yeah, yeah something yeah. impersonal yeah. and useless as a corporate gift to celebrate this momentous occasion. Um, yeah, well, I'm so, Harry and David right now. Pipe, don't worry awesome. about it. Uh, i Yeah, I like button. I like the fruit that is shaped like bouquets. So why did I forget mm-hmm. the edible arrangement? That's the one I'm going for. So impersonal uh, and useless, just <laughs> like this program. <laughs> You know, got to keep it consistent. Got to stay on Right. So, yeah, last Saturday I got engaged, uh, which was very exciting and um, still is very exciting, actually. And then came the very um, tenuous and tricky process of figuring out who needs to know what, when, and by what communication source. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so there's... So obviously, social media post comes last because that's that goes out to all the people you don't really know, but you would like the yeah. world to know that this thing happened. So, For then, sure. who do you call? Who do you have there in person? You know, if they're in town, who all? Yeah. Who do you text? You know, is that is that too impersonal? Who do you fax? <laughs> uh, you know, who do you mail it to? Dude, a I like to? faxing. Yeah, well, old in, school. In those moments, I was extremely jealous of your luddite uh, existence, Ted, because I was like, this would be a lot simpler if there was only really two ways to communicate with people, it's either text or phone call, you know, yep. but instead I have to figure out all these things. So yeah, there was, there was obviously immediate family needs to know. Uh, and you kind of gauge that by how close you are to them. So Lauren, who is now my fiance, uh, FaceTimed and called her immediate family. Cause they're very close. I talked to my parents on the phone and then texted my brothers. Cause that's how we roll. Um yeah. and then there was certain friends who needed to be texted and then and then she had trouble getting a hold of a couple of friends because they were they were sick or out of town or something, so we had to yeah. hold off on anything public public until then uh wow. so that so that they wouldn't feel slighted by finding out not directly from her so These are these are things you have to consider now. And then we get to move into the like putting together a wedding guest list and that's a whole other list of who are my real friends and and who are not my real friends, apparently. Mm. That's what it feels like. It's basically like grading your friends. You're like, You're an A plus friend, you're definitely invited. You're a C minus friend. Well And then there's the you know, you were an A plus friend eight years ago, but we don't really talk anymore. Are you still an A plus friend? Or does time change that? It gets very com it gets very complicated. It's incredibly
0: complicated. And uh and and yeah, technology has only made it made it more so and created more work. So like I'm in a I'm actually heading out of town tomorrow morning to be in a student's wedding, uh, a former student. So I'm I'm a groomsman. I'll be the only one who isn't young and sleek and handsome, um, which is which is a little stressful. But like the whole wedding website thing is a thing now and, and you know, you gotta put the whole like
1: put all the pictures up there. Are you guys gonna do a wedding website, Piper? I probably purely for the convenience of RSVPing, and that's the easiest place to put up like a gift sure. registry or something. You know, it's, yeah, it's just yeah. easier to do it that way. Uh, I am, I am diametrically, antithetically, and utterly opposed to like the wedding hashtag. That was my um, next question. So so d- day of getting engaged. So before anything had been posted anywhere, I start getting ads in my social media feeds for all things wedding services. One of them was we wow. can create a custom wedding hashtag for you. And I thought, A, that's ridiculous because I can come up with my own hashtags. I, I'm i capable of this. And B, I will never use a wedding hashtag. I refuse. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure that Warren and I are in of one accord on that, however. So that may be a point of, um, discussion that we need to work out, but yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of crazy in the, in the wedding universe and it, it it needs to be navigated carefully. So, so as not to turn what should be a great event into a terrible one. Oh, absolutely. So in, in that vein, I have I have a question about venue and I have a question
0: about like, who's going to officiate the wedding because you have, I mean, it's, it's no secret you have two extremely prominent famous uh, pastor authors in your life in that you have your dad on one hand and on the other hand you have Ron Martin um, so I'm sh- I'm sure you and Lauren stayed stayed up hours kind of debating who's going to officiate the wedding um, in terms of will it be Ronald or will it be John Piper um, so can you I mean, can you share anything on that level yet, or
1: is it too soon? Well, it's no, it's it's not too soon on that front, and uh, this make this may be really devastating to Ron. But honestly, what what answered that question was much more pragmatic. <laughs> was Ron's conference schedule? Yeah, yeah and the I, fact that he's I mean, gonna be unavailable I just wasn't confident he would be able to make it at all. Uh, <laughs> right. No, there was it was just pragmatism. Uh, we yeah. were planning to get married in Tennessee, and yeah. neither John Piper nor Ronald J. Martin are. Licensed ministers in Tennessee, so wow. just for the sake of not creating extra work for our, for all parties involved, um, we're going to go with someone local. So, like, it, like, like it, somebody who's a pastor at a church we actually attend, for example.
0: Or could it be me? Could I like officiate the wedding in my classroom, like a ship's
1: captain? You know, that could be that could be on the table. You could. But, uh, let's see. What could you do? I. Are you like? I don't know if you're licensed by the state. You could like. You could. Officiate all the way to the point of I declare you, you know, by the power invested in me, by you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah, that line. You could probably get all the way up to that point. Yeah, something to think about. You know, something to think about. Yeah. Uh, con- Consider like thought like about
2: a big celebrity celebrity weddings. You know, I get it. Get get a local guy. In TN, you know, you don't need to make a big thing out of
1: this. You know, you know really, I'm trying to, I'm trying to kind of follow in the footsteps of Kanye where you just you you pick the local guy and then sort of raise the water level for that person, you know. Yeah, you
2: start bringing me and John Piper in. And now, man, you know, the, the wedding just doubled in price. Um, yeah. You got, yeah, a lot, yeah. got a lot of paparazzi. You got a lot of people coming in. You got a lot of photographers. I mean, you know, we got to do a live, you know, happy rant, you know, podcast <laughs> probably during the reception. I mean, all that stuff's going to have to happen, and that's that's a lot of headache for you. I, I get R- it,
0: Ronald. I've got an idea. What if uh, what if he had Dave Ramsey do the ceremony, and it would it would look like the party scene in uh, in The Great Gatsby? Oh, uh, be, seen, it if would if be
2: amazing. I will show up to that wedding.
1: Would, exactly. Would people come with envelopes of cash? Because if the answer that, to that is yes, that, I'm no. totally down with that idea. Oh, yeah, man. your gift table would just be like
0: a like a gigantic
1: mountain of envelopes. It would, cash. Yeah. It would look like, yeah. As, um, what, what is that? It would look like the scenes in Scarface where it's like piles of cocaine, and piles <laughs> yeah, of cash. Exactly. And hopefully, your your uh, gift
2: table would be AKA bank vault. I, I mean, let's be honest, bank vault with envelopes, but I mean, yeah, it would be amazing.
0: So you would say, say hello to my little friend. And instead of a machine gun, it would be a, it would be an envelope full of cash.
1: With your little yeah, friends. or like that's oh. You say that and then like pop the cork on the champagne or something. I don't know. It's, oh, uh, I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah there's, there's there's options here. This you you guys so. maybe maybe wedding planning is the side business we've been looking for. Ooh, I like it, Piper. Happy Rand Wedding Planners. This is. Uh, I mean, I only awesome.
2: do that. I only do that every time I do a wedding, boys. Just so you know, it's the, the wedding planning seems to go. They don't like. They don't seem to hire wedding planners anymore. It's just like, hey, what do we do? And so. If you're the pastor, it seems like you just end up planning the wedding. Now that just seems to be how. It well,
1: goes. I, I mean, so. I'm inclined to lean on the pastor for the ceremony part, like the the order of events. But in terms of like what you want to happen for, you know, what are the key pieces? Who are the key people? Whatever. I feel like that should probably be up to the people getting married. And you're saying I people, agree you're more. saying people don't usually take that responsibility on. I've just
2: so there's been like a weird trend, man. It feels like in the last few years where they come to you and they're just like it it feels like in the past it was like they had everything down to like the last you know, like just minute detail, which kind of was annoying because it's like, well, hold on, we should talk about this. And you might not want to do that. And you might want to do this. And now it's like, they they come in and it's like, just tell us what to do. We don't care. Whatever you say we should do, we'll do. And it's like, well, yeah, but now you're asking me just to plan your whole wedding. And I, you know, I don't know that I have the time to be the, you know, the wedding planner. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I feel like it's gone full circle in some weird way. Maybe it's just where I'm at. Maybe it's a, a cultural thing. I don't know. Yeah. It's just, it's the weirdest thing though.
0: Ron, <laughs> I have a question about that. Do they, uh, do they write their own vows anymore? Is that still a thing? Yeah. Because it was a so, thing in the 90s.
2: Yeah, we just, so as a church, I just don't let anyone do that. It's probably a
0: great idea. I just
2: shut that down because I've had yeah. a couple of people say, so we have our own vows. And I said, yeah, except for, I'm going to give you them instead. And so yeah. I just hand them their vows. I say, these are just better
0: you're and, saving them from uh, themselves is what you're I am.
2: You're not, you're not you are and everybody there and you're not yeah. going to like say the you know you're not going to have the all and i promise to keep the toilet seat down and to put the mm-hmm. you know the toothpaste cap but you know all the like silly goofiness that gets gets sure. inserted sure, sure. in there. so yeah, yeah we just save from later pain
1: i think so all right this this brings up a very good point as you know we're on the very front end of planning this stuff i'd like to avoid landmines yeah. What are the things, Ron, that you're like absolutely under no circumstances ever do this at a wedding? I feel like you have you've done enough of these, you've been around enough of these, you have you have some observations and opinions that I would benefit from. So what are what is the no-fly zone for weddings and receptions? Like please for the love of God do not do this.
2: Yeah, no, I think, man, I, I think the main thing for the actual wedding is, you know, make sure the vows are, you know, are legit. There's some depth there. Make sure that you try not to write them yourself because they could be. I mean, you're a writer, pipe. You probably do a great job at it, but for for a lot of people, it's just not a great idea. So get something that's already in place or something that the church already uses, and then there's just kind of that continuity as well. Um, the other thing too is just like don't you know when people sit down for a ceremony. Um, you know there's a lot of things that happen before you get to the actual you know like exchanging of vows and i feel like that can become so like um, you know that can become i mean you're an hour into this thing and you haven't even gotten to the vows so i think time is like of major importance in I think keeping we're these shooting, things down
1: i think we're shooting for a ceremony of like 15 to 30 minutes
2: that's what nice. it is the sweet That's the sweet spot so a 20 minute ceremony where you really just get to the vows um, and uh, maybe do something meaningful to attach, you know, the beginning and the end together. Maybe there's a song, maybe not a song. I'm okay if there's no music um, in the middle of it. um, But but depending on what you want to do, something that lacks sentimentality, I think is really important. um, And, you know, kind of takes away some of the just some of the awkwardness that can happen, you know, during a ceremony. So yeah, just, I think those are some of the things, you know, just keep it very streamlined.
0: Maybe now here's a, here's a trend I've noticed in, in our church, which is crazy. So as you guys know, and, and as I've talked about ad nauseum, our our church does a very long service per like reformed culture, but our weddings are the exact opposite. Like the weddings at our churches, if you, if you like look down at your phone, you'll miss them. They're so Mm. fast and it's amazing. I love it so much. So in the same way that we like, you know, pray during every pause in the sermon or in the in the service during our our normal liturgy and we do like 14 songs, um, we hardly do anything in the in the in the weddings. It's amazing. Are you Uh, wishing
2: it would be a little more balanced? No, I'm not. I love it.
0: You're like, yeah, I love it. I love the fact that you show up for a wedding at our church and like 12 minutes later, it's over. Um, and the kids are married and you're off to the reception, man. It's, it's just really efficient that way. It's really well, nice. Guys, I'll
2: tell you what, man, I broke some records last year. Um, I did, I think I did a 10 an 11 minute ceremony. Wow. Uh, because this couple was like, we don't want music. We don't want any, we literally just want to walk up, do the vows and like pronounce us husband and wife. And we want to get to the reception as soon as possible. And I was like, man, I cannot tell you the love that is like overflowing right now <laughs> in my hearts for you guys. Not only well, that, well, but in the I hearts
0: have... of everyone at the wedding too. Like everybody's hundred oh, percent. It was inclined awesome. to celebrate you if you don't waste their time.
2: Nobody was sad, right? So I've done two um, under fifteen-minute wedding or three under fifteen-minute weddings. I've never. I've never had anyone come up and go, you know, that was just too short, Ronnie. I mean,
0: exactly, Ron. We're
1: know. really concerned about how short we, we really, is. We really missed the best friend doing special music. <laughs> yeah. We really hate losing our whole day. You know? We really See, hate and, losing our whole day. Exactly. Therein, therein lies a potential pitfall for all Nashville weddings, which is that everybody knows musicians. And so uh-huh. the risk of you know, way overdoing my friend is going to perform whatever song is real high, you know, whereas, you know, in Ohio, maybe that's less, that's less of a big deal. I know growing up in Minnesota, it just wasn't a big deal. Like you would do say maybe sing hymns or whatever, which I also think probably shouldn't be done in a wedding, but, um,
2: well, pipe, I mean, one song, you know, I don't think one song in the middle, you know, is like not necessarily that big of a deal and it doesn't really add that much time. You can also do it on the front end. There's just so – there's, like, no rules as far as I'm concerned, man. You can, you can just design this thing, you know, however you want. But I think as, as long as you're not, like, just dragging things out and right. you're adding, like, seven different movements to the whole ceremony. See, yeah. there,
1: there's – yeah, the one rule that, that I have is we're here to celebrate something. And anything that makes it feel not like a celebration – is doesn't have any place so that doesn't mean like you're it's like a wild party but everything needs to be we are here to have a really good time around a really great event so the ceremony cannot be drudgery otherwise you've ruined it. you can't make people wait for like an hour and a half before the reception while you go off and take pictures because that ruins it for them the food has to be good the drinks have to be good the music has to be good like everything has to be good or or it's not a great celebration
2: and that would and that would be the only thing I would add, boys, is try to do the photos before everything kicks off. And then number mm. two, pipe, for the sake of your life and marriage. I mean, if your woman has something that she dreamed of having in the ceremony her whole life, you know what? That's when you just go, sure.
1: Absolutely. There oh, it is. So yeah, there, that, is an, that is a significant element in this. Uh, obviously, I've had a wedding before. And so there's a very different there's a very different encounter right. for me coming into this than for her she's never been married uh where things are there are things that are probably more significant and special to her in this than feel that way to me so yeah there's definitely okay that's important to you we'll do that and uh that's fine but she's yeah, she's a, sure, we're we're generally of the same mind when it comes to like let's get this show on the road and uh and then let's get to the reception fun party part of it and also let's not yeah. give microphones to too many groomsmen or bridesmaids because that's stupid. no don't do that dude yeah don't do that
0: you in fact, just don't even have a sound system yeah you can't give a mic to the general public that always goes
1: badly also, um, also to, in order to keep the ceremony 15 to 30 minutes you don't give a mic to john piper because that man has never preached under 30 minutes in his life so <laughs> yeah that's like, a true. wedding homily for him is the same as a t4g sermon so oh, you know that yeah. that just doesn't have a place it's yeah, a chance to
0: preach we're going 45 minutes um, Piper, let's talk about venue because you sent us, uh, a really interesting tweet and you sent it, uh, it ostensibly is just grist for the show, uh, a topic for the program. Um, this is a tweet by some guy. Was he anybody or just a,
1: just some dude? No, a listener um, passed it along and just th- with the comment, Hey, I feel like you guys might want to riff on this. And given the, the subject matter and timeliness, I said, th- I said, uh, yeah, I think, I think I do want to riff on that.
0: Yeah. So this, this one, I'm just going to read it verbatim and Uh, Keep in mind, there's a lot of exclamation points in here. So as you're listening, just kind of insert those on your own. Here's the tweet. It says, if you're a Christian, then I plead, I beg, I exhort you. Do not get married in a refurbished, shiplapped barn that you will never set foot in again. Get married, all caps here, in a church. Your church. And that's the end of the tweet. So,
2: What if your church
0: is a shiplapped barn? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ronald, your church is a ship barn. Shoot,
2: Shoot, man. I mean, you're not getting married. I mean, you got to go out of the state then for weddings if you're part of us, you know. Oh, no kidding.
0: Yeah, you got to go all the way out of your church planning network to find a non ship barn. I mean, <laughs> Seriously? that's that's like a that's in your doctrinal statement. I will have church in a ship barn. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of ship barn churches out there now. So, uh what what do you make of this? And and what he's saying is don't get married in a wedding venue like a like a Noah's Events venue, which turned out to be a... Like some sort of a Ponzi scheme or something? Yeah, what were some they? Ponzi scheme, some kind of shell corporation with offshore bank accounts. But <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, what do you guys make of this? Pipe, you're getting married. What do you I, think? Well,
1: I mean, my first thought when I read that was, uh, my church is ugly. Like, yeah. And it doesn't have a center aisle. You know, mm-hmm. so it's... Uh, the doors are like at the corners. It's sort of like a like a crescent moon shaped uh worship yeah. auditorium sanctuary, whatever you call it, so just logistically it it doesn't work very well, and I get what he's saying from a like you should be married like marriage is an under the <clears throat> under the church like you're you're kind of marrying into the body of christ aspect of things like it's a very communal thing i I'm not sure that uh that the building makes a crap ton of difference with that especially yeah. cuz my guess is this guy would also say something to the effect of the building is not the church the people are the church in which yeah. case what the hades difference does it make what building you get married <laughs> in exactly my guess is his grandparents probably had like a courthouse wedding or like were married on the deck of a ship while his grandpa was coming back from world war 2 or something like <laughs> and they probably stayed married for like 84 yeah, years and, and were happy it's, it's a yeah. shame they didn't get married in a church. Farmer things didn't work out for him. Um, right, right. so yeah, I don't know. I just there is there's a lot of merit in moving away from feeling like you need the Instagram perfect wedding, you know, where everything has to be just so and you're you're essentially the wedding is for the photographs, which is an easy mentality yeah. to get into. Yeah, but but he seems to be attaching attaching some sort of moral uh, significance to the location of a wedding. And I I'm not sure that's that has any basis in yeah. reality or the Bible. Here's my issue. If you take ship
0: lapped barns out of the evangelical world, like where will white people do anything? You know what I mean? Like you you're 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 pulling one of the pillars of like our our whole lifestyle out of that. Yeah, it looks so, like we're back
1: to like the exposed exposed brick beam warehouse vibe instead of the shiplap. Of the barn. early 2000s. Yeah, I know. Of... You take away shiplap barns, we're back in the warehouse, you know.
0: <laughs> and no nobody wants that. You know, we're we're all industrial like, you know, steampunk again and it's like 2004. So, um Ronald, any anything to
1: add on this topic?
0: No, I think pipes summed it up, man.
1: Ronnie, have you done weddings in barns? Yes. How
2: many-ish? Um, I probably a few. Yeah, because that's kind of a thing. now. So especially in Ohio, because it's kind of barn culture, it's farm culture. So a lot of people, what they've done is, since they don't really use their barns for farming anymore, they restore <laughs> them and they turn them into event venues. Yeah, and, dude, I'm telling you, like some of these, like one that I did last year, it was amazing, man. I mean, the, how, they, how they restored this barn. I mean, like anybody would want to do their wedding. I mean, I would. J- I just want to live there. I just want to hang out yeah. there all the time. It was so amazing. So yeah, I mean, some of these places can be really. Um, I don't know. They're really. Uh, they're beautiful and they're. They have a great vibe to it, you know. And so, I mean, depending how you grew up, too, you know, like doing a, and doing a wedding in a church, it, it cannot be good vibes for some people as well. You know what I mean? It can. It can evoke strange memories, and I. You know, so I think. I think our friend was trying to make kind of a theological statement. You know which I, I understand, like you said, but at the same time, um, man, I, yeah I, I, don't, I don't see how we can, uh, I don't see how we can draw draw the uh, the lines you know to, to make you know kind of draw the lines too too short on this one. it just feels it, a little ridiculous
1: just practically yeah. speaking, and this is taking a great risk because I will probably be throwing stones at a lot of listeners and people in my family, but whatever uh doing a church wedding means you have to do one of two things. You either make people relocate to the reception, which is a pain, and going back to my previous point of let's try not to make things a pain for attendees, or you do the reception at the church, which is lame. So there's – it's – the church wedding thing is – it's not, I mean, I'm not opposed to doing it at the church, but you are You are sort of making a, like, we're going to have to add additional steps or an additional venue, or we're going to have a very sort of subdued, not partyish uh reception, which I'm not in favor of. So, yeah. Unless I think this- you have
2: a church like we do, and then it's like it's better for the reception than the church. So you're kind of doing it at our church to, number one, be at a church, but then kind of put more of an emphasis on the reception. That's right? true,
1: but you have sort. Don't you have like a uh You have like the, the refurbed warehouse thing going on. So like you have you have an, an Instagram ready building.
2: We do with plenty it. of shiplap too. Yes. With plenty of shiplap, man, you, yeah. it's like
1: the best of all worlds for white it's people. It's the best of all worlds. Well,
0: well I mean, Ronald has yeah. allayed all the concerns,
1: pipe. You know, I feel better now. Yeah, I feel way better. <laughs> yeah. I feel like maybe I should actually get married at his church because that would solve a lot of problems. He wouldn't have well, to license anywhere else. Uh, we'd, isn't it would this cut what? It would cut down on the guest list because nobody wants to go to Ohio. Uh, yeah, thanks. It'd be great.
0: Appreciate it. Isn't Shiplap one of Mark Devers' nine marks of a healthy church? <laughs> I mean, I feel like that was in there. And I feel like Ronzo, no, he's one, alla- of, it's
2: one of Magnolia's nine, nine marks for a healthy Yeah,
0: he's, he's allayed a lot of concerns. I mean, exposed brick and Shiplap. I feel like you found the perfect church. It's Chip so, and Joanna Gaines, nine marks for a healthy home. Yeah, Chip and you know? Joanna Gaines. I love it. They can officiate the wedding, too. I mean, that's, yeah. that's an option. Boys, speaking of controversial things, um, our, our friends at the Babylon Bee, and when I say our friends, the people we don't know at all who run the Babylon Bee, um, <laughs> have taken some heat. They took some heat this week, um, some mainstream media heat, because uh, a post that they put up, a satirical post, about the Democratic Party flying the flag at half mast for uh, the Iranian guy that that we killed last week. Um, apparently, that was shared. Also, to around. be clear, when you say "we," you don't mean the three of us. Not the show. Yeah, yeah. not we. Not we at the Happy Rant. Um, the the United States. But thanks uh, for clearing that up, boys. No, that's that's just good radio, but though. Pe- I mean, pe- that's good.
1: People get very heated about this, and I would rather not. You know, if I'm going to take heat, I'd rather have it for saying that church wedding receptions are lame than for being blamed for killing an Iranian terrorist. So, absolutely, absolutely.
0: So, uh, so the Babylon Bee ran with this article, and it got shared all over the place, I, ostensibly with people thinking it was
1: real. Was that part of the controversy pipe? What, yeah, it started to get shared around. <clears throat> so they, you know, they do they they tweet their headlines or post their headlines, yeah. which is. All you ever need to read is the headline. The article's never are very funny. Um, and uh, and so it started getting reposted as, as real because people don't understand satire. And so it was like hundreds of thousands of, of shares and views and stuff, which is great for their traffic and terrible for what it indicates about everybody's intellect. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So
0: as, as I say this, now that I'm like two-thirds of the way through teeing up this topic i don't know that i have anything to say about it um piper when when we kind of texted back and forth about this you indicated that you missed the funny babylon b um do you have anything to say about that or is this just kind of a non-topic uh
1: only that they they used to understand sort of the how to sort of poke fun, kind of like what we do, where we poke fun inside the tribe or, like, at tribes mm-hmm. from they like, hey, we're all Christians, and this is goofy stuff that Christians do. Now yeah. they've basically—it's it, just—it it leans heavy on political humor, and it mm-hmm. just seems to, like, lean into the anger that people already have, which is why something yeah. like this goes viral, because, yeah. you know, you get, you get a bunch of, like, brains turned off, right-wing angry folks who look at this, and they're like, see— you know, the DNC, this, 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 and, and it, yeah, I don't don't know. I think it's, uh, I think it's sort of lost. It's the benefit that it had in terms of helping us laugh at ourselves and has moved into a just, Oh good. It's another site. That's just making people pissed off at each other.
0: Yeah. There's no humor in politics that went away like 20 years ago. I think, uh, at some point during our, our childhoods, Ronald, anything to add on this? Yeah,
2: I mean, it's I, I think the biggest tragedy of of the B is that it's not funny. And so I think, you know, I, I, it just sounds like they do things to get hits and traffic now and stuff like that's going to get them a lot of hits and a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. And I, that just seems to be their emphasis uh, yeah. because they just they pander to now a particular group of people. That's exactly what Pipe just said. They're going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and because again, if they were just doing, if they were doing legitimately funny, witty, satirical, um, intelligent humor, I mean, they yeah. you know they they wouldn't be in the press right now, that's for sure. You know what I mean? You but they would be, some, they'd be something useful. I think, like what Pipe just said, for people like us that are saying, "Hey, a lot of ridiculous things that go on within our tribe that we should not take as seriously as we do. Let's poke fun a little bit at it. It's all pretty innocent at the end of the day." But it kind of makes a point. It also can even like, you know, it can also even further some good conversations occasionally. And because um, I remember in the early days, man, the bee every once in a while would come out with something, and you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, that is so brilliant! I never thought of it that way. Like, what a great take on that." And um, yeah, you don't see that anymore.
1: When, and probably once a month for their first, their, like, what, during the overlap of their first couple of years in this show, probably once a month we would get hit up on social media by somebody who would share one of their headlines. And they would have done a very similar joke to a bit that we did. And so mm-hmm. I was in touch with the guy who ran the site at the time. He doesn't anymore. And he was just constantly like, I promise we're not stealing jokes. It's just so there, there was a, of course we liked them. Cause there was a real similar sensibility in terms of who to riff on. What's funny. What are the goofy things that Matt Chandler is doing? Or, you know, uh, Jen Hatmaker or whoever. And, uh, And now, yeah, it's just – it leans so heavily into pandering to uh, Republican right-wing people. And so last time we did a bit on why Babylon Bee wasn't funny anymore – I think we called it like rest in peace Babylon Bee or something. Um, I heard from some people who were like, well, I love their stuff. And I was like, well, now I know your political party. Like there's – it's it's just firmly there and it's such a bummer because they did – if they even just went the direction that like the onion is where they they will satirize anything you know, so and that's what
2: they originally did Pipe. Right. i mean they were ju- they were just an evangelical onion when they first came
1: out and sure. and they were really good at it like they had they had a bunch of contributors and some really funny stuff and and you know like the onion will satirize everything from like an old person leaving their blinker on to they have a running mm. bid on Donald Trump's sons, which never ceases to make me laugh, you know, basically treating them like they're grown up eight year olds. And uh, <laughs> to to a college student's laundry habits to kind of whatever. And every time you look at it, you're like, oh, I, yeah, I know that situation. And then and sometimes they almost get you with with how good their headlines are. You think it's real. So yeah, but the B has just sort of lost that. It's just like they they have one lane and they're just gonna hammer that that set of jokes. Do you think they're making more money
0: now than they used to?
1: Like uh,
0: pandering to, to that one lane? Probably.
1: I mean it's I'd like we were talking about it's like we were talking about Christianity today last episode where it's it is really hard. The easiest way to be successful is to find a tribe and just kind of blow up in that area. And like they found one and it's big and it's the right, it's just timely in terms of what's effective. People are divided. People are afraid. People hate the other political party. So if you can pander to that, you're going to, you're going to make some coin off of it. Well, not really. I mean, it
0: mirrors what's happening in the traditional mainstream media too. I mean, that's, that's just the environment that we're in uh, for sure. But uh, speaking of making money, Piper and speaking of, not pandering, but uh, partnering, partnering with uh, an organization that we really like. Uh, tell us about Dwell Bible.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it is a good time of year, listeners, to sign up for Dwell Bible. It's an audio Bible app, so it's still early enough in the year that um, if you have decided you want to either get through the Bible in a year or be more dedicated to the Word or memorize more this year, kind of whatever your, your Bible engagement goals are this year, Dwell is great for helping you out. Um, They have listened Through the Bible in a Year plans. They also have thematic plans and some different things. So basically just different things that are already structured to help you listen to the Bible, along with a whole variety of other features to help you memorize, help you study. Uh, They have different narrators and music. So you can kind of create a, a Bible listening environment that suits you if you want it very steady and quiet or if you want something a little bit more energetic, Um if you go to dwellapp.io slash happy rant, they're also offering a 33% discount to our listeners. So it's just their standard happy rant discount. You can feel free to share this with whoever too. So 33% discount, which takes it from between two and three dollars per month to between one and two dollars per month for access to this, and you pay for a full year. So it's about twenty dollars for a full year. Um and that's you know, that's very affordable and they're continually upgrading this thing. It's not just a static thing that you have access to. You will be granted new features. Um, they're constantly developing the technology, bringing in new narrators, et cetera. So again, go to dwellapp.io slash happy Check out the discount. You can go explore their site. Um, <clears throat> this is something that, speaking of Matt Chandler earlier, Chandler has promoted and spoken highly of an pushed it to the Village Church. Uh, So this is something that they use regularly. It's something that I'm about to share with our staff at Emmanuel in Nashville, just because I think having access to it is super helpful. So it's a a great tool. So again, dwellapp.io slash happy rank, get your discount and sign up. Well
0: done, Pipe. Thanks for that. Ronald, you know, something occurred to me as Pipe was talking. Yeah. And I could very easily Google image it here in my studio. But I don't know for the life of me if I would know what shiplap was. Like, um, could you could you like snap a picture of how you utilize the shiplap in your church and text it to me in Pipe, and maybe we can put it online because I, I feel like with with shiplap, it starts with education, really, and it starts with getting the word out and just starting the conversation. So, um, yeah, for sure, and I think that's really I want to.
2: I think you I know, think it's important about, too.
0: I, I yeah, yeah, I just think if we can't be open as a church about our shiplap, then we can't move forward. So um if you would just text that out to us and, and that way Pipe and I can enter into the ship lap conversation with you. Um and maybe with our listeners too. I I feel like that would be really helpful.
2: Well I'm doing that so, right now if you want to check your phone, just to give you something to
0: yeah. You know, I, to, to,
2: I
1: appreciate you asking that, Ted, because I was like eighty-five mm-hmm. percent sure I knew I was using the term correctly, um, okay. but but I needed confirmation that what I was picturing in my mind was actually shiplap and not you know some other form of yeah. interior design that I'm unfamiliar with. So yeah, there's
2: one example, boys. I just sent over.
1: Okay.
0: Yep. Okay, guys. Is it. that yep. from I'm your so, church? That I'm little sorry. that nook right there. That's not no, it's
1: not. Okay. I don't, I don't,
2: I don't have anything offhand. Here, here's another one, just to just to okay. keep you in the, just to keep you in the know, boys, because uh, you know you need to be if, in the if know. If
1: that was from your church, I was going to ask why you have empty frames hanging above chairs, but uh, that makes more sense that it's not actually. It's just a, it's just a design piece.
2: And it can be like different. It can be like so. I'm sending you all like white shiplap. It can be like different yeah. colors. So it can be like wood color or like gray or it can look like real vintage and old and was
1: the was the uh the movement of this from like the 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 reclaimed barn wood to this is like the the classed up version of that basically you know no man it's just
2: it literally is magnolia i mean like chip and joanna literally brought shiplap back into being like what everybody wants their houses to be you know designed on the inside from the inside i'm seeing
0: a lot of it down here man when i go to like friends houses you you get the you get the shiplap and sometimes they have like the sliding barn door somewhere in their house yeah that's part
2: of it it's a shiplap world we live in a shiplap world shiplap is like dude you know what else they have
0: they have like cabinetry that's like not there anymore so like instead of cabinetry you just have like a plank and and some like bars that it sits on and then you just put the plates on that have yeah, you seen so that run?
2: Yeah, we have that. It's like exposed, right? So instead of, yeah. instead of like kind of like you know putting your like your dishes, you know, yeah. like, like put the, you know instead of in, in an enclosure, you know, or in cabinets, you just do like you do everything exposed. So expo- exposed dishes have all of your uh, you know your tableware be exposed now.
0: Well, and, it's all out there. That way you can talk about it. There's open. Yeah, we do. We do. We expose you know, all of our nothing. Cups and our... Nothing's hidden. Nothing's nope, hidden. Nothing. We're not trying I, to yeah. say something is that isn't anymore. You put you put dozens of cabinetry guys in the Ashland area out of business, but you know, hey, nothing's hidden.
2: I mean, we needed them to tear down the cabinets, and then I needed them to build
0: yeah. exposed shelves
2: because I don't do anything. So
0: yeah, ex- exactly.
1: exactly, I do, do it. I yeah. feel like shiplap is sort of the uh, pimento cheese of decoration, where it's a thing that people have <laughs> turned into something fancy that has a like. This has been around for ever as like yeah. just a Farm basic culture. thing that people can like slap together to put together a home which is the same thing that people have done for decades with pimento cheese and like sandwiches but now it's on it's on every hipster menu as something special
0: yeah that's an exactly
2: high-end yeah. pipe that, that's yeah that's good that's an interesting yeah tie-in. pimento
1: cheese yeah. used to be just like this standard
0: you know dirt bag picnic item down here and now it's yeah now it's all high-end it's yeah but mom, you know
2: but that's what the, but that's what the gains did. They kind of took shiplap, which is sort of this like sort of, you know, farm sort of this farm influenced, you know, um, yeah. you know, like, like function, fashion, you know, like, yeah functionality like functional. thing. They turned it into yeah, a fashionable yeah. thing. And so, yeah, Um they really did it. And, you know, I think. Do you know, give it a decade and you're gonna look back and go, Remember all that ship lap we use? Yeah, I'm tearing mine down. Like just I'm tearing Dude, down all my I, wallpaper. You're gonna be tearing down your shiplap
0: and putting stuff. That was my there. next question. Like, what's the shelf life here on, on Shiplap? Like how many how many more years are we looking at before this well, is you over? You can
2: do different things with Shiplap, but when you get into the trendier aspects of
0: like barn doors and stuff, that's for sure gonna yeah. that for sure. Oh, that's over in four years, sure. I think. That might already yeah. be over. Let's Dude, just. What's next, that. man? What's what's the next movement going to be? Because I'm not going to lie to you, Ron, and we'll and we'll wrap the show with this. I don't want to bore people, but um, watching Downton Abbey, I really was drawn to some of the wallpaper. I could wallpaper be making a comeback anytime wallpaper, soon? That's that's my has, question.
2: No, it has made a comeback. It made a comeback a couple of years ago, but not in the way that you see. Not the big dark you know, yeah. expressive Victorian style wallpaper, but right, like more right. subtle wallpaper is back. It's cool. again. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But it needs to be Man. kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. I want the, uh, I want the have... space age stainless steel to come back. Like the, the all That's stainless back, steel kitchen. That's back. Oh yeah. Those are You're dope pipe. With... I, I you just, I what you that. do is you
2: put some, uh, you put some shiplap in between the stainless is what you do.
0: Yeah. Mm. It's good. Kind of barn, barn meets spaceship. Well, right. It's barn. kind
2: of like it's modern, right? So it's it like it's right. It's like it's a, it's like a utilitarian, yeah, right? Like so it's, Jetsons
1: but, meets Little House on the Prairie.
2: It's a like commercial kitchen meets
0: uh, Chip and Joanna. <laughs> right. That's what this is. What happens? I'm, making when it, you I'm
2: give, not making it up, man. It's what, this it is what is.
0: happens when you give white people a lot of time and money. This yeah, is this, this is, is what, the fruit of it.
2: This is what <laughs> happens when you when you when you have a pastor on the podcast to uh, pastors rural Ohio churches. You know, it's like design
0: pastor. Yeah. Baby, there's your reality show. HGTV Design Pastor. Yeah, and it's we'll you. A, you, and, you and Big M
1: doing a doing a half hour, hour every right week. The Renovation Reverend. The <laughs> Renovation Reverend. Oh, Pipe. Yeah, that's, we're doing I good just, TV work. I just right made now. you a lot of money, Ron. Uh, a lot Dude, of money. Dude, we want a piece of the action. I want, a, I please, want an envelope please. of cash for my wedding now. Exactly. exactly.
2: In fact, that just paid for your wedding, Pipe.
0: Don't worry about it. It's on me.
1: Awesome. Renovation Reverend.
0: Well, boys, we have uh, we've done what we always, always do on this program and that we've created several more television programs for Ronald. We've learned about Ship Lab, We've talked about weddings.
1: Uh, this has been a good episode. And until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with.